Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. I'm Tracy Thomas, host of One for the Books, a live literary event series from LAist. We are back with guests, author Amanda Montel, and actor Bella Lavelle. You can find us on May 15th at the Crawford Family Forum. Tickets at laist.com slash events. <laughs> Dad, sit down. There you go. So it's Thanksgiving break, and I'm in Ohio watching one of my dad's favorite TV shows. You want to put your feet up? Mm. Put it up here? No. Are you sure? Which naturally has become one of my favorite TV shows. Mm Mm-hmm. It's Seinfeld. (laughs) A sitcom from the 90s about a bunch of New Yorkers who mostly just banter. Y'all know it. It's a classic. It's super smart, fast, quick-witted, funny. But that's not why it became one of my favorite TV shows. My dad loves Seinfeld. And watching it together has become a bit of a ritual for us. Every evening after dinner, we sit in front of his TV. Maybe we have a little bit of ice cream. Maybe he has some applesauce. My dad really loves applesauce. And we watch Jerry, Elaine, and George do their thing. But it's not really about what we're watching as much as it is about what we're doing together. Look, I'm not pitching a show about freaks. Oh, come on, Jerry, you're wrong. People, they want to watch freaks. This is a campus. New Squad producer Emma Alabaster, who also lives in New York City, recently had a similar experience watching RuPaul's Drag Race. In the height of the pandemic, when a lot of people were binge-watching different shows because we needed an escape, I decided that I would start watching it, and I started from season one, episode one. And then some point in 2020... I caught up to right. the present moment. Wow. I like went from the early 2000s up to where we were. Dedication, yeah. dedication. So then my friend was like, let's watch this together on Zoom. And it was a way that we could be together in this time when we couldn't physically be together. And it was our Friday night ritual. And then by the time the season 13 finale came around, we were vaccinated and we actually got to watch it together in person at my friend's apartment. And I had gotten obsessed with making these floral cocktails. Um, (laughs) It was spring, things were in bloom, we're literally drinking flowers, we're together in a room, and we're watching these beautiful queens on television. It was just such a good feeling. (laughs) Wow, that's so beautiful. Oh my God! God. 
TV has this ability to bring us together, for us to create this shared experience without having a lot of words pass between us. And that's special. So special, we build routines around them. <laughs> Rhythms. Watching TV with my father has become a way for the two of us to get closer, which is a process, but something to enjoy. Oh, my God. But what happens when watching a show, even the ritual of it, isn't enough? What happens when you've spent years actually trying to become one of the characters on TV? When did you know that you were going to apply to RuPaul's Drag Race? Always. <laughs> and I am also speaking to existence. My time to be on Drag Race. You're listening to Snooze, a show about things people put off, how they conquer them, but more importantly, how they conquer themselves. And I'm Megan Tan. I am a performer. You know, I was born to be on TV. So I think about it all the time. Gerardo grew up on stage performing alongside his father and playing ranchera music. In this video, you can see a 16-year-old Gerardo dressed in cowboy boots and a white tejana, hitting a large standing bass drum and a cymbal. The drummer is keeping the beat. Gerardo is keeping the bounce. But there was a disconnect between the performer he felt like he had to be and the performer he would grow into. In Waukegan, Illinois, you pass Gerardo's childhood home. It's a place where parents used to drop off their kids before they went to work, where you always smelled beans on the stove, ceviche in the fridge, and some of the spiciest salsa in town. It's where there was always noise and always people rushing in and out of the house. So there were a lot of Virgin Marys everywhere, um, a lot of flowers, family pictures, a lot out of, you know, pictures of the Pope, like typical Mexican Catholic family. And Gerardo, the youngest in the family, tried to emulate all those around him especially his older brother. I wore a lot of, like, echo, a lot of, like, fubu, you know, kind of that, like, urban type. I want to say chic. <laughs> I wore Air Force Ones. I had the rubber bands on my jeans, so the Air Force Ones did not get stained with the blue jeans. Yo, I remember that look. Yes, <laughs> yeah, like, that was 
that was me. But that wasn't him. When he was a junior in high school, he came home one afternoon, opened up his bedroom door, flopped on his bed, and turned on the TV. Swish on down, mommy. I flipped through the channels and, you know, I saw RuPaul's Drag Race uh, on TV. And I I see all these men just in the workroom, just kind of talking about, you know, their challenge or uh, their makeup. And I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) Like, what is this? This is so foreign to me. Uh, But it was so intriguing. I I could not stop watching. And I would hear footsteps and I'm like, oh crap, I hear someone. So I would automatically grab the remote control, shuffle it, like drop it so many times because I was so scared. I was like, ah, they're gonna catch me. (laughs) So I would just like grab the remote control, change it. So my mom would always just walk in and I'm like, oh, hey mom. You know, like heart beating so fast. I'm like, do, 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 do. Like (laughs) telltale heart over here. Like it was just obvious that I was guilty of something. And later down the road, I realized that that was more so shame than anything. You know, sadly, it was that shame that I felt of, why am I watching this? This is something that nobody is going to understand in my family because they don't know what it is. So why am I so intrigued by it? And why, why were you so intrigued? Because it was me. <laughs> that was me. That was, it, it took me a while. It took me a while to realize that I was a queer person. So it's almost like you were watching people be you before you knew that that was you. Yes. Because I feel like deep down, I knew that I was going to end up doing drag, <laughs> even though I did not want to because I was scared of the outcome with my family, especially. I was truly scared that I was going to love it and then that I was screwed and I was in, you know, like I wasn't going to be able to go back. And I was right. (laughs) RuPaul gave Gerardo the words, the feelings, the expressions to describe himself in a way he never had before. And after school, he would duck into his room and engage in his TV ritual. And little by little, his RuPaul ritual would make an appearance in his everyday life. Like in the eyeliner he would eventually wear to high school, in the skirts he would wear in college, in the name he would give himself. Welcome up to the stage, my coach Judy. This is As Hiliana Perez, Gerardo created a community where he could fully be himself, a self that he finally took home to his mother. When my mom found out that I was gay first, we did not talk for a bit because of that almost a year. And then after that, I told her about drag. And then something happened within the family that I was kind of helping her. And that that's when she realized that no matter what, my son is always going to be there for me. So why can't I be there for him? 
And after that, that's when everything shifted and we become so close. We talk almost every day. Um, and I am a hundred percent me in front of her and she has no issue with it. And she defends me to other people now. Wow. That's really beautiful, mm -hmm. Gerardo. Yeah. Gerardo has watched every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Six times. Six times. That's over a thousand episodes, over 68,000 minutes of TV. All of this to say, Gerardo loves RuPaul's Drag Race. But also, his dream is not to sit in the audience forever. Gerardo wants more than anything to be on RuPaul's Drag Race. So in 2018, he did what about 3,000 other people also did, got an application and started filling it out. So I was on the right track. Then um, the boyfriend that I had at the time, him and I broke up. And he, you know, like there was a whole situation that happened with that. And that kind of like completely took my motivation from this audition. So then I just gave up. Until the following year, 2019, Gerardo starts another drag race application. He's in a new relationship, but then... I go through this huge, horrible, like, episode of depression. And it was just a spiral. Late 2019 was just the most horrible year ever in my life. And the application just sits there. And then in 2020... I got a message on Tinder from this amazing guy named Austin. <laughs> you know, after meeting Austin, things started looking up. You know, I was happier. I was getting out of that depression. And I was feeling, you know, more positive. And then the pandemic hit. And then... My drag had to come to a full stop because of the pandemic. Every single time that you've um, become very close to applying to RuPaul mm -hmm. and have, have not, what do you feel like is the block? <sighs> Me. Myself. Honestly. Because I can be a perfectionist. I would rather be shamed for not doing it than be shamed for it being bad. But this year, this year is gonna be different. This is the year Gerardo wants to break through his tendencies. I, I want to be able to just get her done and do it and be okay with the fact that it may not be perfect. Mm. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's the end of November. The deadline to submit an application to RuPaul is January 7th. But Gerardo wants to turn it in early. So he chooses... 
January 3rd. But submitting an application to RuPaul... Your video should have three parts. One, personality. Two, drag looks. Three, performance. Is daunting. Personality. Please answer these questions sitting down, out of drag. Introduce yourself, drag name, age, number two. Hometown. Who is, and then insert your drag What are name. words that describe your drag persona? Where does your drag name come number from? Three. What is the drag number scene like four. in your hometown? How long have you been number doing five. drag? What's the biggest thing you've Tell done in Tell us about your life today? as a drag queen. Damn. Okay, okay, okay. That's a lot of things. Then we have drag looks. Show us what kind of queen you are based on the unique items you have, you have in your drag wardrobe. Do you sew, glue gun, staple, and bedazzle? Model 8 to 14 different looks. Ooh. I'm starting to feel dizzy. Now, performances. The performance section should include the following. Number one, lip sync. Two, unedited lip sync. One by RuPaul and one by your all-time favorite Number artist. Number two, talent. Show us what else you can do. More stage performances. Do a minimum of two different performances as a celebrity persona you might play on Snatch Game. Good luck. Exclamation point. <laughs> Don't fuck it up. Wow. This is, that's extensive for sure. Yeah, but I got it. But I have to remember, Gerardo has been here before. He's been so close to submitting this application, and then he doesn't. When I call him up a few days later. So, I mean, this process is very exciting. It's just at the moment, I'm just a little overwhelmed. Gerardo has a lot on the line. It's been his dream to be on RuPaul's Drag Race. And it's going to be a battle between what the application represents and the pressure that bubbles up at every requirement. News will be back after this commercial break. Support comes from Visual Communications, presenting VC Film Fest, celebrating 40 years showcasing Asian and Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander filmmaking, featuring over 200 works ranging from narrative film, documentary films, photo exhibits, and new media. VC Film Fest honors our beloved elder cultural workers, linking them to present and emerging artists to empower communities and challenge perspectives. May 1st through 10th in Little Tokyo and in Long Beach. Info at festival.vcmedia.org. Alaist has a new live event series with the James Beard Foundation. We Are Where We Eat will go behind the scenes of some of your favorite LA restaurants to find out how and why they do what they do. I'm Austin Cross. Join me for the first event where we'll explore how restaurants help make a neighborhood and we'll all have something delicious to eat afterwards. It's May 22nd at the Crawford. Get your tickets now at las.com slash events. And now back to the show. Hola a todos, I'm Gerardo Medrano, also known as Heliana Perez. I am 29 years of age, originally from Waukegan, Illinois, but I currently reside in Columbus, Ohio. Heliana Perez is the ultimate Latinx performer. She's an advocate for her community. And some words to describe Heliana would be witty, effervescent, versatile, and sensational. You've been hitting snoo, 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 snoo. Time to 
a year-long supply of confidence, podcast fame, and the bragging rights to tell everyone they've completed something they've always wanted to do. With our coaches, Megan Tan. What up, what up, what up? And Eric Galindo. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, what's up? Plus extra special guest judges, generational trauma, and perfectionism. RuPaul was a little busy, so I'm Emma Alabaster, and I'll be your host. On today's episode of Snooze Race, a drag extravaganza like you've never experienced before. You just may have to close your eyes to see the sickening looks. Our first contestant is Hiliana Perez. One of my taglines is like, Hashtag Senora Vibes. Because, like, I'm totally your, like, old Mexican aunt that's, like, full-on motherly and taking care of you, but will yell at you and throw the chancla at you whenever you need to, you know? <laughs> like, that's me. Eliana Perez is competing against... Herself. And that means wrestling with an application that she's never completed before. If Hiliana wants to be on RuPaul's Drag Race, she's got to compete on Snooze Race first. The clock is ticking. Will Hiliana hit submit on her Drag Race application or will the senora walk away for a fourth time? By January 3rd, we will know. It's time for our opening mini challenge. Contestants, this is your chance to create a photo that shows us your distinct drag personality. The hand that's in front, bring it down. There you go. These are great. I wanted to do Frida Kahlo because one, she's my idol. Two, she's Mexican. Three, we have the same birthday. I am the reincarnate of Frida Kahlo, <laughs> just so you know. We welcome the spirits of our queer ancestors to the show. Frida Kahlo and queering up the ranchera vibes, Chavela Vargas. Ponme la mano aquí, Macorina. The first Frida, which with the green and the red and white, that is like a living, normal Frida. And, you know, just kind of hopeful and kind of naive and young and an artist and in love and all of that. Then the Frida on the left with the red and the green she is more of like the adult Frida that's kind of broken down and kind of just like slowly dying internally. And then 
the middle Frida is the final Frida. She is the death Frida, basically. And in my opinion, what I think really killed her and gro- drove her truth um, to the ground was her marriage with Diego Rivera. And that is why I incorporated like a wedding dress into that middle one. And then there's like a sugar skull mask type of thing to kind of signify that like death um, feeling with Dia de los Muertos. And so that's what that all signifies. Eliana edits her photos, chooses one to submit with the application and shows it to Coach Megan. Oh, my God. It is gorgeous. Like... I am truly blown away. Uh, I am genuinely speechless. The winner of the mini challenge is... Iliana Perez! Congratulations! Thank you. Yay! That really made me feel so good. I've been having, honestly, I've been having a really, really, really rough last couple days. Like, Mm. so that just really made me smile. I want you to know that you are going to face so many of these inner challenges as you get closer to these deadlines. You made these costumes. You did your makeup. You had this vision. You made this photograph come into existence. This photograph is an absolute reflection of you, right? It really is. Hiliana aced the mini challenge, but the main challenge is up next, and it's going to require everything she has. Hiliana is about to dive headfirst into her future and her past. Is our queen ready? So my dad, he is a musician. So he formed his own band and I was part of that right up until high school. So I was constantly on gigs, uh, on stage and dancing and just having that attention on me. I loved it. I learned how to get ready quickly and how to deal with crowds, how to deal with people that are drunk, how to do television interviews, because we did that, you know, we did all of that. So I am very thankful for that experience. It helps me so much in drag. And my dad doesn't even really know that. Have you ever told him? (laughs) No. (laughs) So my dad doesn't officially know, but I know he knows. We have never had a conversation about it. How do you feel about your father possibly seeing you on national television? That is so scary. Um, I think about it all the time, actually. I love my father, but I understand and I have accepted that it is okay to not have the same relationship that I used to have with him. So... When that moment comes, I will feel scared, but I will be okay with it. We've made it to the main challenge. Are you a look queen? Show us a minimum of eight different looks on the runway. We want to see versatility. 
the coaches will be here to support as you get ready. So I'm I'm like shy of eight. Okay. So I'm shy of eight. So I could do eight for this deadline, but I really want to push myself to do 15. But that's twice as much, you know? So I would say, okay, this is what I would say. Let's write down the priorities. So write down the looks that you have. I'm just going to put down, you have three Frida looks shot and done. Okay. And then what's next for looks? A ruffle Selena thing. All right. And then what's next? And then I have a Chola inspired outfit. Right. Chola. TikTok, TikTok, it's more than just an app, folks. The main challenge fast approaches. Let's see what the coaches think about Hiliana's progress. So I see Hiliana wants to do the most. She's a natural overachiever. Yeah, Hiliana wants every look to be perfect. And that can be overwhelming, especially since we don't really have that kind of time. Her perfectionism may get the best of her. My mom was the one pointing out every single little detail that was wrong about anything that I did. Um, In high school, I did a lot of competitions. And whenever I would lose, instead of my mom coming up to me and saying, good job, she would say, well, if you did this better, you would have won. I'm conditioned to look at the bad things first. And I'm starting to be like that with other people now. So I'm starting to like catch myself do that and I reel it back. Because I don't, I never liked when that happened to me as a child. So why would other people like that right now? As you're realizing that, like how you, you want to not do that to other people, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think about like, I don't want to do that to myself either now, like even as an adult? No, the reason being because I always have to keep myself in check. I am the one that's going to make myself better by telling myself what's wrong. It's counterproductive, to be honest. But at the same time, I've been able to really put out a lot of great product of my drag because of that. Let's put that drag to the test. Welcome to the Runway Challenge. Category is Application Eleganza. Hiliana, stomp that runway. Hola a todos, let's do some runway. First look is inspired by Drag Race, of course. So we have a checkered leotard that opens up and illustrates beautiful bosoms. And then we have a red leather jacket with red gloves. I love the hair. This like Mexican grease lightning look she's got going. This is one of my favorites, red carpet glamour. You know, you gotta give the old Hollywood style. Oh yeah, this is like dynasty vibes for sure. Like rich, rich, rich. They uh, call it rich bitch. Rich bitch? Okay, yeah, I wouldn't have ever rhymed those two words. In fact, I usually don't say, I don't say one of those words, really, because I'm not rich. I mean, it's like a real boss look. I own 51% of this company. Now, this is your favorite drunk Thea at the Christmas party. Merry Christmas. 80s hot mom vibes. You're saying you would call Heliana a MILF? Yeah, Heliana is milfing hard in this look. (laughs) The higher the hair, the closer to God. 
That's Dolly Parton. This reminds me of that Charles Bukowski quote, which is like, she was always high, high in heels, high on alcohol. She looks like a Charles Bukowski poem. Now, I am from Waukegan, Illinois, so you know, I'm a little bit from the hood, so this is the urban bitch. She got her little doggy. She's a little bougie. Love these, this, this like frayed jeans look. The like, I just took some scissors to these jeans <laughs> that anyone who grew up in LA Cholo culture or Chola culture has seen and done and lived and breathed. <laughs> ruffles, ruffles for your nerves. This is actually a Selena inspired outfit. Como la flor, como la flor, con tanto amor, con tanto amor. I love the blue vibrant hair. This is a Marie Antoinette inspired outfit. I designed it. Oh, we've got a lilac sparkle. And it's almost like a bikini that then has a side bustle and a sash. How can something with so much fabric be so revealing? I love that. <laughs> Let them eat cake, Emma. Let them eat cake. Yes. The winner of the runway challenge. Hiliana Perez. But wait, there's more. The snooze race isn't over until our contestant completes her audition tape and hits submit. That means looks, runway, but also personality, snatch game, and lip syncs. It's the new year and the time has come for you to unsnooze for your life. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hey, Gerardo. I saw on the calendar that today's January 3rd, which is the agreed-upon deadline to hit submit. If you need anything from us, please let us know. Three days later... At the tone, please record your message. Hey, Gerardo. Uh, just wanted to check in and see how you're doing. I know the uh, deadline to apply to RuPaul's Drag Race is tomorrow. So just wanted to make sure you got what you need. Hope you were able to hit that deadline. Did Hiliana give up right before the finish line? What would Chavela say now? Find out after the break. Support comes from Visual Communications, presenting VC Film Fest, celebrating 40 years showcasing Asian and Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander filmmaking, featuring over 200 works ranging from narrative film, documentary films, photo exhibits, and new media. VC Film Fest honors our beloved elder cultural workers, linking them to present and emerging artists to empower communities and challenge perspectives. May 1st through 10th in Little Tokyo and in Long Beach. Info at festival.vcmedia.org. 
Hi, I'm Tracy Thomas, host of One for the Books, and we are back for another round. This is clearly an NPR audience. (laughs) I think they're so smart. What the hell? My guests this time are actor Vela Lavelle and author Amanda Montel, whose new book, The Age of Magical Overthinking, is out now. Join us on May 15th at the Crawford Family Forum for book talk, trivia, and hot takes. Tickets can be found at laist.com slash events. Welcome back to Snooze Race. Before the break, the deadline had passed. And our contestant, Eliana Perez, was nowhere to be found. The coaches are stumped. So, Eric, you call up Hiliana, and she doesn't answer the phone. And what's going through your head? I'm starting to wonder if she quit again. Mm. If she's bowing out of the show and not trying to win anymore. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) It's January 7th, 11.40 p.m. And the absolute final deadline to apply for season 15 of RuPaul's Drag Race is at midnight. If you listen closely, you can hear people all over the country clicking submit. And in Ohio... The winner of Snooze Race is... I finally fucking submitted my audition for RuPaul's motherfucking Drag Race season 15. Congrats, congrats, congrats. Wow! <laughs> I'm so happy for you. I hope that no matter what the results are, that this just shows you what perseverance you have inside of your heart, always. That no matter what happens, you have a goal, no matter how long it takes, that you do it. It has been such a hard journey. So I low-key was scared that I was not going to be able to pull through and get this done. It's been three years in the making. Three fucking years in the making. (sighs) Now all we do is wait. Hiliana Perez. You're a winner, baby. And remember, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? You've been hitting snooze. Oh, I like this ASMR. Okay. Meganator the Tannenator. Yes. How are you doing today? 
I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm sitting on this incredible couch bed and I have 1,000 cats around me and they're so sweet. This is now three months after Gerardo submitted his application and I'm at his house. I want you to show me your application. <gasps> oh, yes! it's 20 minutes long. That's okay. Let's go. As we sit on his beautiful, comfy, L-shaped couch in a house that he owns with a man he's going to marry, he pushes play on a video that has taken him nearly five years to make. Okay, it says Heliana Perez, RPDRS15 audition. Are we ready? I'm ready. Hola a todos, I'm Gerardo Medrano, also known as Heliana Perez. I am 29 years of age. Oh my God, your makeup looks incredible, though. Thank you. Some words to describe Heliana would be. I mean, you're really beautiful. I know. <laughs> In this video, you see Gerardo as Gerardo. Some parts of Columbus, the drag scene's a little whitewashed. And that's exactly how I stand out because being a very proud Mexican American entertainer, I make my mark here. You see Gerardo as Heliana Perez. That's exactly why I am the next drag superstar. <laughs> you see him in his hallway, walking back and forth in a Marie Antoinette gown that he's designed, created, and made himself. You see him in a Frida Kahlo dress that embodies the woman he admires and also shares the same birthday with. Hola, RuPaul. It's me, Frida Kahlo. Everyone's muse, especially mine. But mostly, you see him being completely himself. Gerardo and Hiliana in one tape. When I leave Gerardo's house, we don't know if he'll be chosen for the next season of RuPaul's Drag Race. But he did get on a show. If you have something that you've been putting off, call us. 323-591-8159. That's 323-591-8159. Leave us a message, and you could be on an episode of Snooze. Don't put it off. I'm talking to you. This episode of Snooze was written and produced by me, Emma Alabaster. I also did the sound design and created some original music. It was also written and edited by Megan Tan and Eric Galindo. Eric also did the fact-checking. It was mixed and engineered by Donald Paz. Jessica Pilot is our talent producer. Eric Galindo is our showrunner. Megan Tan is our host. Our producers are Marina Pena, Kyle Chang, Anjali Sastri kerbacek and me, Emma Alabaster. Antonia Serajito and Leo G are the executive producers. Our theme song is by Wayne Dopeman. Andrew Eatman wrote and composed the original music for the show. The original artwork for Snooze was created by Sana Hong. Additional music by Austin Fahrenbach, a.k.a. Augie Sachs, 
and by Enlace de la Sierra. Special thanks to Gab Shabran, Laura Ubate, Ira Conan Temple, and Chanel Critchlow. Make sure you hit follow, like, and subscribe to Snooze wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Megan on Twitter or Instagram at Megan Lee Tan and the show at Snooze Podcast. Our website on LAS.com is designed by Andy Cheatwood and the digital and marketing team who also created our branding. Snooze is a production of LAS Studios. Thanks to the team over there, including Taylor Kaufman, Kristen Hayford, Sabir Brara, Kristen Muller, Andy Orozco, Michael Cosentino, and Leo G. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. If you like snooze, rate and review us on Apple Podcast because it really helps us out and we'd love to know what you think. And if you love the show for real, become a sustaining member of KPCC and LAS Studios. Go to LAS.com slash memberships. Support the place that makes this work possible and supports people like me. I'm Emma Alabaster, and thanks for listening. On the next episode of Snooze, I tend to catastrophize things like whatever it is in my life. Like I always like worry about it so much that it becomes a catastrophe so that I can almost like Mm. pre-feel the bad feelings Mm. before I possibly feel them. I'm Megan Tan, and thanks for listening. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.